Welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Thursday morning with spaghetti and meatballs, fiddling with the knobs, babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess, and joining me as always, my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds of degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren the Polly Kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? I, I think I lost my voice trying to yell uh, yell above this rain. You can't hear yourself speak above the rain. It's so so persistent and loud here in L.A. What the hell? Babyface, you getting rain by you? You had a tree fall on you, right? It is. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Noah's Ark just pulled up. That's how much it's raining. Is yeah, that true? Just, yeah. Wow. <laughs> there, there it is. It's another parlay Harry loses. That's a it's shame. Amazing. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. We are going to go over the college football semifinals and the New Year's five bowl games. Lots of fun there. Uh, I do want to mention extrapoints.com slash arcade pick them contest prop quiz every week. A golden hat is up for grabs. Now you have to win. You have to beat the whole universe, the whole extra points universe. Anyone who enters these contests, not just the staff to win this golden hat. And I've done it. And the parlay kid has done it. And Harry has done it, but Brother Bry has not. No, nope. you have to get yourself one. Well, Bri. it's just going to keep getting harder because more, more <laughs> and more people do it. It's going to be harder to win it for me. So. More people are joining. I know, uh. but you say that, but you do. You do have to beat the Michael Bladeckis of the world, who got thirteen right in the pick'em, and the Brad Haymans of the world nice. who won the prop quiz at six. I think this guy has won. His name has come up a bunch of times. Does he have like three mm. golden hats? I don't know what's going on here. I feel like his name is uh is up there a lot. All right, that's maybe your shot there, brother Bry. The prop quiz uh, jumped there. there. There were like 200 people that joined it last week. Cincinnati, Alabama, <coughs> tomorrow night, 13 and a half, 57. It's a fun one. I screamed all year. Maybe that's why I lost my voice. I screamed all year about how Cincinnati should not be in there. They don't deserve it. They don't be in the final four. They're just going to get housed by Alabama or Georgia, whoever they play. <coughs> And believe me, I'm going to have Alabama on every single Moneyline parlay imaginable, but I am taking Cincinnati plus the 13 and a half. The question becomes which facets of that SEC championship game are going to repeat, right? So Mm -hmm. I think you move backwards from there. Um, Harry, are you okay? (laughs) Harry's got a little vomit. I haven't haven't coughed all morning. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we have we got to make it to the finish line here. This could be the the last show, guys. All right, I'll I'll go to you last. Yeah, you could uh, you could leave maybe for uh, twenty seconds if you want to take it. Kid, I'm going backwards. I'm looking at that SEC championship game, and obviously, if Alabama. Keeps the faucet turned on like they had in that game. They're going to roll. Cincinnati won't have a chance. And obviously, Georgia won't have a chance against Michigan, or at least won't cover if that's the case. I think that's tough to replicate. Cincinnati played Georgia tough for most of that bowl game last year in that Peach Bowl where all the quarterbacks played. I agree the Heisman jinx is no longer a thing. Bryce Young should be able to throw eventually against the Bearcats. He had he paced the SEC with 12 plays of 50-plus yards. Mechie towards ACL late in the second quarter of that SEC title game. That's going to be a little bit of a problem. He had 96 receptions. Um, but I think Saban will – it's going to be a close game. Saban will have this team ready. You got Jerome Ford, the Alabama transfers, going to lead the way for Cincinnati. Maybe a little payback there. But opposing teams have struggled to find any running room against Alabama. Just 82 yards. Eventually, too much speed. 
too much, uh, you know, it's going to be a difference that they have an advantage at every skill position. And I like this being 32-20. Desmond Ritter, backdoor touchdown pass or run, they cover. But 32-20, Parlay Kid, you like Alabama in a route. Oh, uh, route might not be the right word here, Sal, uh, for what for what mm. I think. I, I like Alabama to cover here. Uh, okay. Um, but I think this game is going to be uh, close for a good part of the game before, mm-hmm. like you just said, where mm-hmm. Alabama's supreme talent eventually wears the Bearcats down uh, and and catapults them to you know a double figure win, you know, close to twenty points, I believe. But mm. I think this game is tough. Cincinnati, look, I've consulted. I have a buddy who's a real college football guru. Oh. I've consulted uh. him. Uh, and he's normally right on every call. He thinks uh, that Alabama is much t- more talented at every position, except possibly defensive back uh, compared to uh, the Bearcats. Um, they just have more overall team speed. And listen, here's what you have to figure out, too, is Cincinnati, they are playing for it. Right? They're playing. There's a lot riding on this for Cincinnati in terms of for every other, I'm not going to say mid-major football program, but every other one that's not in a power conference, they're playing for, they're really playing for all these teams to mm. show that they can that they can handle it. And I think they will handle it for a half or so, but eventually Alabama wears them down. Saban will have a nice game plan ready. I think Mechie does, the loss of Mechie does hurt, as you mentioned, Sal. That yeah. does hurt. But eventually, uh, my guess is Alabama's got, uh, their fourth receiver is uh, almost as good as Mechie. He just needs to play type of thing. Right. And they've been able to practice now with these guys and get them prepared. They're better than the Bearcats. Bearcats hang tough. I'm I'm rooting for them. I'd love to see a great game here. But I think Alabama pulls away late. It'd be fun to have a, a, a close game. I am looking at this. Alabama is a favorite of 11 to 15 the last 18 games. 18 and 0, 13 and 5 against the spread. Average margin of victory, 22. So... Lots of yeah, lots of pro Alabama trends. The last ten college football playoff games, yeah. eight and two plus eight tur- turnover differential. Saban hasn't prepared always with time to prepare. Twenty two and three, sixteen nine against the spread. It goes on and on and yep. on. Yeah, uh, you mentioned those D backs. Uh, I-, I talked about it yesterday on uh, extra points. Um, the names, uh, the cornerbacks, all American corners for Cincinnati. Amash yeah. Sauce Gardner, Sauce Gardner. I love that name. And Kobe Bryant, C O B Y, Kobe Bryant. So uh, that's a that's a fun that's a fun one. Sauce was named so uh, for his affinity for Wendy's, including heaping helpings of the chain's creamy sriracha sauce. So mm. that's important to know going into the game. No trends um, indication uh, either way for that. All right, Harry, you've been uh, clearing your throat. You've been mumbling. You're touching your face a lot. <laughs> it's going to be an audio disaster for Mikey Meatballs. But go ahead. What do you like in this game? <laughs> I'm on Cincinnati, and I even like a little bit maybe on the money line. I think Bama was great against Georgia. But in un-Alabama-like fashion, uh, a lot of times this year, a lot of close games that they shouldn't have had. They beat LSU, Arkansas, and Auburn by a combined 15 points. There were three touchdown favorites in all those yep. games. Uh, Bama, you guys mentioned, mentioned not, not, play, not playing out this game with 96 receptions. Uh, their leading receiver, obviously, in Cincinnati, first in college football, first in defending passes of 20 yards or more. Uh, Sal, you mentioned Jerome Ford, 20 total touchdowns. Uh, mm. And look, 115 for Ryder's Ride, career, 115 total touchdowns in his illustrious career. He can get it done. And if people want eight teams in the playoffs. If te- people want eight teams or 12 teams, 
you got to be rooting for Cincinnati to keep it closer. Teams are people just going <laughs> to say the, they don't belong. And they're right. going to have it at four again. So let's have Cincinnati <laughs> cover the 13 and a half right. and money line four, plus 410 on FanDuel. Brian, what are you laughing at? <laughs> Aside from the part that Harry is just completely falling apart here. I mean, we have, <laughs> we have another podcast to do after this. We have like 13 games to cover. All right. I'm all right. Desmond Ritter. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Right. I, I, I will say <laughs> with Cincinnati's defense, first in tech, takeaways, second mm-hmm. in opposing passing yards per game, third in opposing passing yards per play uh this is nationwide so yes that defense is gonna i think we kind of all see it the same way definitely at least close for the first half brian you found the player prop here yeah i like uh i like ritter anytime touchdown plus 220 um yeah i see what you're saying i the the thing that would concern me in this game and i would lean towards batman this one is just like when you give saving this amount of time right i mean we've seen this in the past right first game first game of the season he always dominates this game, they mm-hmm. always seem to, you know, this first playoff game, right. they always seem to play, yep. you know, well. Um, so that would that would give me a little bit of a uh, um, little bit of issue with taking Cincinnati here. But yeah, I like Ritter though, plus two twenty to score, or like Harry likes to call him Ryder. Um, but <laughs> but one of one of the best dual dual threat threat quarterbacks in the country. He hasn't run as much this year, but still has six rushing touchdowns on the season. He had twelve rushing touchdowns last year. You know this this Bama yeah. defense isn't necessarily the same that we've seen in years past. I think you can put up, you know, you can put up some points. I don't, I don't think Cincinnati is going to go up there, you know, go out there and score a ton, but I think there's they'll score enough. And I think Ritter's going to have to make some big plays with his legs in order to keep this somewhat close. So I think plus mm-hmm. t- plus two twenty though is, a, is, is a nice value. Not there. bad. Yeah. Not bad. All right, I wish to, yeah, I ahead. wish there were more props. I just right now, right? There's just there not enough be, yes. props. Yeah, I mean, we're doing us this a little bet. fairly yeah. early. Uh, had we yeah. done this tomorrow, FanDuel would probably have a bunch of props up. But uh, we, we we laid out the best uh, how we think this game is going to go. Babyface Joel Solomon, what are your thoughts about that first game, the way we broke it down? I mean, he's, Harry's getting very choked up about Cincinnati <laughs> being in. Uh, or or he's yeah. yelling at Iowa State last night. They belong. <laughs> they belong, Joel. <laughs> they belong. Someone check his larynx. <laughs> And you belong in an emergency room. All right, uh, let's check it out. The second game, Michigan, Georgia. Georgia, seven and a half point favorite, 45 and a half is the over on there. Again, I'm going to work backwards from the SEC championship. I don't think Georgia's defense, I think it's more like we saw for the first 13 weeks of the season and not um, like Alabama when they threw the kitchen sink at them, uh, a game they absolutely had to win. And now we got two SEC teams in there. Uh Auburn this year, this is against ranked opponents. They gave up, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Georgia gave up 10 to Auburn. They gave up three to Clemson, uh, shut out bumper pools, Razorbacks. These are good teams. Kentucky ranked uh, the ranked team. They give up 13 to them. You know, they shut out uh, their rival Georgia Tech. Nothing. Michigan ranked 67th in pass offense. And McNamara only in eight eight yards per attempt. I think Cade McNamara is going to have to do something. He's going to have to come up with the three or four big plays to propel this offense because I think they're going to play from behind. We know Georgia spreads out the running back duties. White is 718 yards, 10 touchdowns. Cook, 618, seven touchdowns. The speed, I think, is going to be the difference. And defensively, Haskins is going to get bottled up for the most part. This Georgia team allows 81 rushing yards per game. They're 6-2 and two against the spread in their last eight bowl games, 5-2 and two against the number in their last seven non-conference games. Kirby Smart's team gets the win 29-17. I just think, you know, I think eventually history catch up 
to Harbaugh. Last four bowl games, 0-4, 0-4 against the spread. And we're going to see a Georgia win. Uh, Harry, you're going against me here. You like Michigan, and not only Michigan, the money line. I do. I think uh, Georgia, uh, excuse me, got exposed a little bit defensively against Bama, and that's a championship game. I think Michigan's going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. I think they're actually pissed. I think they deserve to be the number one seed. Michigan does, considering what they did down the stretch, how they looked. Um, I think this is Harbaugh's time. For the last five games, this defense led by uh, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Heisman runner-up. Four of the last five games held opponents to under 20, and that only one that was was Ohio State that scored 27. They shouldn't even have got that. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. Sam Haskins and Blake Corum, 2,200 yards, 31 touchdowns on the ground. I think they get it done here. I think they win the game. But Bennett wasn't that good. It was actually pretty bad in the SEC championship game against Bama. I'm taking Michigan money line. They move on to the finals. And remember, I got the 80 to 1 ticket on the Wolverines. Oh, that's right. Harry's going to pay you one. Wait, wait, what do you mean by ticket? Is it, was it that thing that we did, uh, that, that draft we did? No, I got, you know, if I, if, if, if you know, and uh, my bet, one of my betting sites. You're already backtracking. So what is that? Like $4? He wins $80. It's, he wins. It's triple, triple the, uh, triple the $4. Right. Well, a lot of does everything to have one. to be in code? 12, oh, $12 to dollars at 80 to one. All right. All right. That's a, that's a huge poll for Harry. All right. Everyone's mm. against me here, actually. Paula <laughs> Kid, you like Michigan also. Yeah, Sal. Uh, I just think the seven and a half is is too much uh, in this game for uh, a team like Georgia, where I think Michigan's defense can bottle them up. That being said, I do like Haskins. Harry did mention Haskins, the running back from Michigan. I do like him at minus one twenty for an anytime touchdown as well. I'm hmm. not sure if uh, if we see Michigan win this game because I think some of this SEC uh, talent just overall um, eventually just does these type of teams in, but Michigan, the players, I've seen them in interviews. They say all the right things. They seem like they have great team chemistry really since the very beginning of the year. This team seems to be really playing for something. Uh, Harbaugh has been a much maligned coach uh, over the last few years, but the guy's a great coach. He's always been a great coach. Uh, And this year his team has put it together. They really love him up there. Uh, The players do. I think they're going to be playing hard for him. This game means a lot to Michigan uh, and their fans and their school. Uh, Michigan's defensive front, as we know, is very good. These teams are very similar, Sal, right? The quarterbacks yeah. are similar. Bennett might be a little bit better than McNamara, but McNamara can make some plays as well. But neither of them have big, strong arms. They're more game managers, I believe. Uh, right. Both teams like to pound the ball. Um, it really is going to come down to who turns it over here in this game. If the Whoever wins the turnover battle, to me, is winning this game. So I think the seven and a half is just a little too much. So let's take Michigan here. If this was six and a half, I might be going the other way. But it's seven and a half. I'm riding with Michigan. Well, you mentioned the SEC teams and how they have more speed and just position by position. They seem to have the advantage almost every time. In the semifinals, in the CFP semifinals since 2015, SEC teams, seven and oh, they average 40 points a game. Turnover differential plus eight and six of the seven wins came by 10 or more points, but that's not scaring mm. you, brother, Brian. Yeah. You're also taking this. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're you're right, Sal. I mean, it's like, you know, Georgia went up, what, 10 nothing in that Alabama game. If that happens against Michigan, then Michigan's in trouble. Right. They're in trouble if, if they go down, uh, you know, two scores early. But 
My my thing here is in big games, I think it's hard to back Stetson Bennett as a seven and a half point favorite. You know, these teams are very comparable. You know, they're physical teams. Michigan Michigan's line offensive line was dominant against Ohio State. They probably have the, you know, two mm. two best defensive ends. So defensively they can be dominant on, at times. I think this is gonna, you know, this should be a lower scoring. This should be a lower scoring game. Not not saying this is like a Georgia Clemson game that was 10-3, but similar type of game. And I think it's kept mm. within the I think it's kept within the seven points, though. I, I just don't uh, think George's I just don't think George's offense is gonna necessarily put up, you mm. know, you know, 30 plus in this game. This will make you happy, Brian. Georgia versus top five teams last six games, one and five. Yeah. Minus mm-hmm. 64 yeah. point differential, minus six uh turnover mm-hmm. differential. But uh, and look at the parlay kid. Right. The parlay kid's dressed in maize and blue right now. Yeah. Blue. Oh, I didn't even yeah, notice that. That is true. So <laughs> wow. funny on a funny side note. Yeah. Harry texts brother Brian and I last night and says, "Hey guys, I'm three games away from hitting a plus. Uh, you know, um, what was <laughs> it? Twenty seven pays twenty seven hundred dollars. I got I'm three games away. So I text back. Well, what three games do you need? Cincy, Michigan, money lines, uh, Kentucky, yeah, money, yeah, lines. money line. I mean." <laughs> I guess uh, like, we could all listen, make that parlay laugh, and be three, run, three games of that. Yeah. Go ahead I mean, laugh, and then on Saturday morning when I need Kentucky money line for 2700 no, and I head the I other mean, way and win both. You know, it's like Cincy, you know, I, I Iowa, what are they? Cincy, Kentucky, and Michigan. Please mark it down. Uh, Cincy, Kentucky, and Michigan. All right. So what do you think you can get that for right now? I mean, it's got. Mm. Brother I mean, Brian's better at this. It's thirty-six right. to uh, one odds. Yeah. It's thirty-six to one right now. The first five are in. The first five are in. So, so, Harry, so Harry must have ten bucks on this parlay, right? Oh no way! No six. way! Ten, six, six, six okay. bucks. Come on, don't be silly. But take that back, parlay kid. You're better than that. Parlay, come on. Fanduel Sportsbooks got you back. Hooking new customers up with thirty. To one enhanced odds on any team to win their semifinal game in the college football playoffs it means you can bet five dollars to win 150 bucks on any team to make it to the finals. Why wouldn't you just take Alabama? They're a huge favorite, huge favorite tomorrow night. Just take them at 30 to one. That's math for you. I would like that. Simple to easy, simple and easy to use app. Great new offers every day, safe and secure, with the best in-class customer service. And when you win, FanDuel will pay your winnings in as little. Is two hours. If you already have FanDuel Sportsbook account, FanDuel is hooking up all customers with $50 when you refer a friend. Plus, your friend gets $50. Two, don't miss your chance. Win $150 on a $5 bet on college football playoffs. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app or head over to sportsbook.fanduel.com. Sign up using promo code against all odds to get 30 to 1 odds on any playoff team to win. I can't believe, Harry, you're not taking advantage of this living in Arizona, this refer a friend thing. You get 50. The friend gets fifty. What's wow. the matter with you? You 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 have too many fifty dollars laying around. I need some friends. <laughs> that, oh, that's it. That's it. All right. If you wow. want to be Harry's friend, jump in there. All right. Let's do these. Um, power five. No, not power five. That's something else. What they call the the New Year's five games, right? Five New Year's Day bowl games. Still pretty competitive. I'm looking forward to a bunch of these. You have to. I mentioned it the other day. Like the research you do on these games between. Who is opting out just because they don't want to play? Who's right. opting out because they're turning pro? Who's out because of COVID? Which coaches are leaving? You know, so that screws everything up. I really, 
Parley kids studied for this stuff more than I did the bar. And as I mentioned, it's probably going to be the same result. Uh, I, I think I was like one in three <laughs> with our picks uh, from yesterday. So you guys did very well. Uh, mm-hmm. But let's do let's start with Eddie Spaghetti's Notre Dame team. Minus two and a half, 44 and a half versus Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl. Brother Brian, you know Oklahoma State is my kryptonite right there <laughs> from years right. and years and years. I have to stay away. You're just opting out um, of this game. I'm opting out. I should really bop out, and I'm not going to pro by any means. Both teams really just missed out on making the playoffs. Uh, the Marcus Freeman era has begun, and, you know, Oklahoma State's defensive coordinators out the door, off to Ohio State. I think he's going to coach in this game. It's so hard to keep track of. Notre Dame is that without safety, Kyle Hamilton. Uh, I think Spencer Sanders turns the ball over like he did mm-hmm. against Baylor, maybe not three times, but enough to keep Notre Dame in this game. Uh, Mike Gundy's team is going to score. He has 30 or more in four of the last five bowl games. I'm going over. I'm not going to pick a side here because I can't in the Oklahoma State game. You know that, brother Brian. I'll yeah. lose no matter what. But I do see like a 33-24 final. Um, so I think it hits in the mid-50s. Go over 44 and a half. What do you like? Yeah, I, um, I like that. I like that. I like the over there. But la- last week I mentioned, I, I'm going to take Notre Dame minus two and a half. Last week I had mentioned that Clemson and Notre Dame were two of my favorite bowl games this year. And I, I really do like Clemson. I'm sorry. I do really like Notre Dame in this spot. Um, I know yeah. they don't have Hamilton in this game, but defensively they've been pretty dominant. Um, I think they come out and play really hard for Freeman in this one. You know, I just don't really, it's funny. I don't really trust the big 12 teams in these bowl games aside from Oklahoma. I, I know Gundy's been good recently, but I mm-hmm. think Notre Dame here, they'll try and come out and prove they're a top five team. Um, but I do think this is like a, I was thinking it was more like a 27, 20, uh, I don't know, 30 to 20, you know, 27 to 20 type of game here. And I think uh, Notre Dame mm-hmm. covers the two and a half. Uh, I think you're just, and he's not, he jumped off for a second spaghetti, oh, but uh, no. I think you just feel bad because you leaned hard on him because <laughs> Notre Dame quarterbacks have lost well, 24 in a row. They are, they they are terrible, terrible on the pros. I mean, geez, you got to go back. <laughs> you got to go back to, I mean, it was like, I was looking back. It's like Burline was the be- last best one. And that was in like the early eighties. Shit. That's right. Kevin, uh, Kevin Clark pointed out <laughs> the last win anyway was, who was it? Was it Brady Quinn? Probably. Yeah. And, and, but I think Jimmy Clausen was the other quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like they, someone had to win. Was that right? I don't know. Oh, uh, all oh right. that they won against each other. That, yeah, yeah, I think it was Carolina. I think he went against <laughs> oh, Carolina. Wow. That's funny. Wow. Uh, Ohio State minus four and a half and 64 against Utah. This is the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. Uh, according to Jeff Schwartz, Utah fans bought up all the tickets. Uh, and he loves Utah. I don't know why he cares so much, but he loves Utah. <laughs> C.J. Stroud without at least both of his All-American receivers, Garrett Wilson and uh, Chris Olave, uh, yeah. or Olave uh, they opted out in lieu of the NFL. Um, then you got defensive tackle, Haskell. Yep. Garrett is out. They have a lineman. Uh, Pettit Ferrer is out. Utah, Utah's a pain in the ass team. They ground yep. and pound, get 1,000 yards rushing, 20 touchdowns from that Tavian Thomas. Uh, they have a linebacker. Devin Lloyd is a first. I mean, yep. supposed to be a projected first round pick, right? Parlet kid. He's, yeah, and he's play. playing and he's, he's actually playing. playing. That's right. Ohio state one and four against the spread in the last five neutral site games. Youth six and two in the last eight versus the big 10. That's against the spread 31, 26 Utah cares about this game more and they win yep. outright Parley kid. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you on this. I mean, they have one common opponent, Oregon, the ducks and, uh, yeah. 
Utah smacked them around twice, and uh, Ohio State lost to them, right? So that's Does the this one figure try by, Harry? So this is a try by game, Harry. Yeah. A beats Uh-oh. B, B beats C, C beats A. Uh-oh. Yeah, Uh-oh. I mean, you, you could do that if you want. You could, <laughs> but the acting out with players screws up the try by. Oh, okay, game. I don't know. It, it I don't does. Know. It does. Yeah, and Sal, like <laughs> you said, with Ohio State, two of their top defenders are opting out, two of their elite receivers are opting out. This game, Utah is five and one against the spread in their last six against teams with winning records. Mm-hmm. This is the type of game they live for, right? This is a the Rose Bowl is like a, a, a huge game for Utah, while the Rose Bowl for Ohio State is like, eh, it's the Rose Bowl, whatever. Right. Right? So this game is a much bigger game for Utah. That everybody's uh, in, like you said, they're uh, Devin Lloyd, their stud linebacker. He's playing. I mean, so this game means a lot to them. This guy wouldn't. He's a projected first-round pick. Uh, Guys like him staying around, that's really got to elevate this team. They're going to have a lot of fans there. Schwartz is right. Utah, not only will they uh, cover this spread, they might win this game outright, Sal. You know, he might have a a beat on these um, Pac-12 teams in the Bulls. He did predict his Ducks. He said the Ducks would get murdered, and they did. It was murdered Ducks all over the place. All right, (laughs) let's take a quick break, and then we got Citrus, we got Sugar, and we got Outback. We'll be right back. All right, Citrus Bowl, Kentucky, minus 344 is the over-under versus Iowa. I'm going Hawkeyes money line here. Mm. I wish the quarterback was a little better. The Spencer mm. Petras, he's only 57%, you know, nine touchdowns, six interceptions. But Kentucky secondary, not great. Um, versus Tennessee, they were bad. I think, what did they give up, 41 or something? Mississippi State quarterback was 36 for 39 against them. Defensively, Iowa allowing only 19 points a game. I think the month off actually hurts Kentucky. They averaged like 561 yards in the four November games. So now it's like they're slowed down a little. Um, You know, they have an experienced offensive line. I get it. But I think Iowa turns the ball over. Uh, They get the turnovers, 24 interceptions for that Iowa defensive unit. They're four and one against the spread in their last five non-conference games. They control the clock. Like I said, they forced a few turnovers and they win. 21-17. 21-17. I like them getting the points. I like them to win outright. Parley Kid, you like them as well. I like Iowa here, Sal. I know uh, our pal Harry's going to jump on and go the other way in a second. But uh, like Iowa pounds the ball. And Sal, conversely, like you're saying, you're talking about the secondaries. Iowa secondary led the nation in interceptions. Yep. Uh, I think uh, something like 24 picks. 24. Yep. That's incredible. Uh, for, uh, for any uh, any college team, that's amazing. Uh, I think the layoff here for Kentucky hurts their offense a little bit, and we know Iowa's going to do what they're going to do, right? They're going to pound the ball, short, controlled passing game. They don't ask their quarterback to do too much. They'll win in the trenches because these teams like Iowa just maul you up front on the offensive and uh, defensive lines, and that's what they'll do to Kentucky. They're going to wear them down. Let's take Iowa here in this game, Sal. This is a fun game. I look forward mm-hmm. to it. All right, Harry, what Isn't are you going it, it Kentucky? Is. Yeah, I'm going to take I'm, – I'm taking the Wildcats mentioned earlier. The solid quarterback play out of Will Levitt, 32 total touchdowns. The running back, Chris Rodriguez, gets 6.2 yards a carry. And they have a balanced offense. They have 26 rushing touchdowns, 23 passing touchdowns, not a lot of offense from the Hawkeyes, as you mentioned, 28 touchdowns total. That's all they had all season. I think the Wildcats would a lot, have more talent and more off, way more offense here. I think that's the difference. And Kentucky wins. Play the three. 
Kentucky so had, they have Rodriguez. They also have Covassier Smoke, also 416 wow. yards. So I like that name. Not, not, yeah, backup running. Yeah, and, go ahead. And, and so, yeah, I think Iowa is 15 and 0 uh, against their last 15 non conference opponents. Is that too, what it so, is? Yeah. Uh, it's something um, they're really good out of the conference. I think the Big Ten prepares them. They tend to just beat up on these type of teams that aren't as physical. So, right. I don't know. We'll see. But I, this is a fun. This is kind of a fun game, isn't it? I like this. this. Is it going to be buried? I'm, I'm looking at this. The, the we're going to have to be watching three games at once by the time this is on. I'm trying to uh, think. This is probably. a Saturday one Eastern. Uh, yeah, Notre Dame Oak, Oak State Man, is Saturday South, one is Eastern, this, and Penn State is noon Eastern. Yeah, is this just an amazing three days of football? It's going to be fun. I oh can't believe gosh. it's all going to go through. Um, but there you go. Then the Sugar Bowl. Mississippi, one and a half point favorite, 55 and a half against Baylor. Um, Mississippi, 65% win percentage in all bowl games. That's the best in the country. I mean, based on anyone who's been in more than three, I would say. 65% over uh, the program history. I like the quarterback matchup. Bohannon, the game manager, sure. Might see a little Blake Sharpen versus Matt Corral. And I don't even know why Corral's playing. The offensive coordinator is leaving after this game. Jeff Lebby's going to Oklahoma. Not sure why Corral's playing. I'm going the under here. 55 and a half seems like a lot. Baylor, one of three teams to not allow 30 points this year. Ole Miss under 7-0 in the last seven games overall. And the under is 5-0 in Baylor's last five against a team with a winning record. Give me the under here, brother Bry. You're being brave. You're picking a side. Yeah, we're going to go Ole Miss minus uh, one and a half. I'm going to go against the Big 12 again here. Uh, but yeah, like mm-hmm. you said, Mackerel back for this game. So I think, I mean, the only reason you would play here, right? He, I think he probably wants to prove he's the top quarterback in the draft. And yeah, I think he does have a, a pretty solid game. You know, Ole Miss was underrated kind of all season long. You know, they actually ended up being, you know, to your point with the under, they actually ended up being a better defensive team than they were offensively, mm-hmm. which, which we're not typically used to. And, uh, Baylor's had a great season, but I don't know. I, whether it's Bohannon or the other kid, I'm not really you know, I'm not really too sold on them uh, at the quarterback spot in this type of game. But, you know, I, I, I'd i say right now I trust Lane Kiffin uh, with this bowl game here, and I, I'd lay the one and a half. There you go. All right. Arkansas, minus two, 48 and a half versus Penn State. This is the Outback, Outback Bowl. This is a fun one. I'm going with Bumper Pool, our NIL stud. Bumper Pool, I'm going to say this is his last game as a Razorback, but – um, he plays defense, so he's got to. They, they got to do a little more than rely on Bumper Pool, the leading tackler for the Razorbacks. This is their first bowl game in five years. Um, Ellis Brooks, Brandon Smith, soon to be pro linebackers, opting out for Penn State. The defense is without All American safety Jaquan Brisker. Uh, there's another one. There's a, a star pass rusher, Arnold hmm. Beckette, is out. Might be a grudge pit. I love Bumper. I hate Penn State after that. 47 overtime loss to Illinois. I had a lot of money on that. I think this uh, three-headed backfield for Arkansas does uh, does justice for them. Second in the SEC in rushing. Clifford will make a couple big plays for Penn State, but too little, too late. Penn State, one and four against the spread in the last five in January. Arkansas has been a better's delight. 16-7-1 and one against the spread in the last 24 overall. 26-21 Razorbacks win. Harry, you uh, agree with me here? I'm with you, Sal. Uh, look, the Razorbacks closed the season strong, going four and one down the stretch. Their loss was to Alabama, and that was just by seven in Tuscaloosa. Our guy, 
Bumper pool leads Arkansas 120 tackles this year. And so you, met, you mentioned Brisker out for Penn State, third leading tackler. Also, Jahan Dodson, uh, 13 touchdowns this season. He's opted out. He's going to be a stud in the NFL. So he's out, too. That's huge for uh, Clifford not having him. Go Hogs. Arkansas wins. There you go. All right. Let's uh, jump on the Riverboat Casino. The captain asked us. He's very nosy right now. It's like, leave us alone. We're, we're putting, assembling gifts. We're doing this. It's a lot of holiday obligations. But the captain's like, all right, one more thing. I want to ask you guys, what will be the biggest gambling story of 2022? Is it that Sal, me, cashes a ticket on the Mets to win the World Series 11-1 odds? Brother Bry cashes a ticket on the Indiana Fever winning the WNBA title at 100-1 to odds. Well, that'd be something. Parlay Kid cashes a ticket on Quentin Grimes winning Rookie of the Year, 120 to 1 odds. <laughs> or Harry gets engaged after losing a bet, 300 to 1 odds. Or you could take the field at minus 240. Uh, Parlay Kid, which way are you going? Well, first of all, so the Mets are winning it. So 11 to 1. Uh, shut uh, up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the Mets, I, I, I've already penciled the Mets in to win the World Series. So I can't take okay. that. I mean, that's, I mean, that's right. 11 to 1. That should be more like. I don't know. Uh, minus not 1100. Even baseball this year. Minus 1100. Okay. Oh, my, oh, please don't say that. Um, <laughs> so let's take Harry getting engaged. You know, this is what everybody wants to see. Am I right? Uh, will it happen? <laughs> Only one person knows, Sal. Only one person knows. We need Harry. Oh, Ken? This is Ken the guy coughing. Coughing. Yeah, one person's Ken. <laughs> Maybe Ken, this, uh, I think Ken's minutes. the one who ultimately will decide if Harry gets married or not. <laughs> of course. So, makes every kind of right. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Ken can convince Harry to do it, uh, maybe Ken doesn't want it. So I think that's, but let's take Harry there, Sal. At, what was that? Those odds uh, were astronomical. Was, the odds were crazy. It was like three, uh, two, uh, 300 to 300 one. 300 to one. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's, let's take that. I'll try to hit it big. Yeah, I uh, I'm agreeing with you. Ken makes the call here. If he buys him like a nice button down shirt and the ring, of course, <laughs> Harry will have no choice but to get engaged. Um, I don't know. The sleeping arrangements will be different depending on the air conditioning and the, and the thread count of the pillows. But uh, that's for them to decide after uh, he puts the ring on her finger. I'm going to say 300 to one is a good number. Nice. there, Brother Brian, nice. what do you say? Yeah, I do think we need to somehow tie like a Super Bowl bet or something into Harry getting engaged. Like if, if, he, lo- if he loses, he has to something. I, I don't know. Or another weight loss bet, Brian. Another weight loss bet. Throw yeah, that in. that'll mix, be throw good. Mix it. Well, yeah. what, kind, what kind of weight loss bet? Harry, that doesn't work good for I you. Don't. You end up gaining more back. <laughs> no, I know. But the next time I won't. The next time. I know. Poor Harry. Right, put it on Poor your Harry. Calendar. But yeah. 2028. 20, I, w- I would say – um a WNBA pick is accurate. I would never take the fever, though. I would never take the Indiana right. fever. I don't know if they'll ever, ever be good. I was looking um, for long odds. But yeah, yeah no, I'll say I'll, I'll try and keep this a little bit more realistic. And I say, I'll say the biggest storyline is going to be um, hopefully online gambling becoming legal in New York. And yeah. Parlay yeah, Kid and I, Parlay Kid and mm-hmm. I, losing even more money than we than, <laughs> than we already do. Oh man. That'll be rough, Harry. Well, the one good thing <laughs> yeah. is because I'm I'm not as worried about the parlay kid and uh oh we'll get your answer in a second, but uh and 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 brother Bry, but your brother up there in Oswego, New York, mm-hmm. I don't think he'll be able to figure out how to download DraftKings on his phone. So that could be good. <laughs> no. Um he doesn't, even know how, he doesn't even know how to text. He doesn't know how to text, so that's good. So that saves him money uh, there. But if by uh, some cho- chance he like gets somebody to do it for him. That could mm. be a disaster, but his thumbs are way too fat to me. I, I don't think it's going to be. A, uh, I don't think yeah. it's going to actually yeah. actually have to go to the 
And you know, you know how terrible he is spelling. Right, right, right. Well, they do that for you. <laughs> uh, just... All right, Harry, what do uh, what are you saying here? Biggest game. Uh, well, definitely, I agree with Brian a little bit here with the uh, the New York being legalized, but also I was thinking, Brian, I have confidence in Brian in terms of a WNBA team, just not the Fever. So, Sal, mm. maybe I'll just throw the kibosh right here on it, and I'm just going to agree with you. I'm going to take you and your Mets to uh, cash a ticket, so that probably loses. All right, that's going to be the biggest story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe you hitting that uh, parlay that you have three teams left. That could be it the biggest be story. It would be January first. It would be January first, twenty twenty two. What is eighty I, to one odds? Is that what you get? Well, eighty to one on Michigan. No, but I. What, on, oh, right, the right, right, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I the, parlay the parlay, which I would yeah. need Kentucky money line right. for twenty seven hundred dollars. Oh. So I'll come back and take Iowa plus four and a half, and I'll and Kentucky wins. Oh yeah, I will. You'll let it go or something. <laughs> no, I won't. What do you guys? Yeah. What do you guys think next year the biggest parlay we hit is in terms of like odds? What was the biggest odds this year? So I don't know from a, that, terms that, of that we a gave parlay. out like Julius Randall. Oh well, um, well that yeah, yeah, that was anywhere from like fifteen to yeah. sixty to <laughs> one. But like I don't know. I think I hit early in the year. I hit like an eighty to one on just regular bets. Nothing on the on the pod. Right, but I'm just right, right. I'm just wondering I, what we can. I, I have hit. to say, I want to run it by you guys. I should probably do this off the air so I don't sound like a douchebag. I'm in the finals against Clay Travis in this big money um, fantasy wow. league. And uh, mm. let's just say all the money goes to charity. But uh, it doesn't. But anyway, <laughs> the winner gets 30000 and second Ooh. place gets 15000 And in a rare moment of clarity, Clay <laughs> suggested we split the money. <laughs> He's like, this is ridiculous. He's like, what are we real? We're really going to do one fantasy game for $15,000. Like what different, like everyone's got COVID. I was like, just stop with the COVID. It's not even a thing. Why do you even believe in it? No, but uh, so I don't know. What do you think, Harry? What should we split it? I, yeah. I think we got to play for something. 25, is good. Yeah. What yeah, is, yeah. what does Clay care about the money anyway? Uh, well, that's yeah. the other thing. It's like, why? That's what gets me, gives me pause here because he has all the, why wouldn't he let it go? You know? And then I'm looking like, oh yeah, my team's better. Even though uh, CBS has me like as a one point favorite, mm. but I do think my team, I'll send you the lineups anyway, but the 25, 20 Sal, that's a good idea. Important thing to remember, it all goes to charity. Uh, <laughs> charity <laughs> is my, so, my bookie's name in Long Island. Yeah, go ahead. By the way, I, I do have a shout out here if you don't mind. Oh I yeah, go to, ahead. Uh, want to reach out to Joel's brother, Stephen yeah. Solomon, who oh. uh, has been texting me back and forth. He just had a uh, major <laughs> back, yeah, major back surgery. Um, and he was in the hospital and he, he mapped it all out. This is fantastic. This is a total degenerate story where he mapped it out where he would have the surgery in the state of Virginia. So from his hospital bed for days, when he's in the hospital, he could actually gamble and, and, and bet on sports <laughs> and, and take my picks. And I've made him some money. So Stephen, we're all of us here. Hopefully you uh, hope you have a very speedy recovery. I, I would imagine Joel's included. And uh, yeah, you and, can't uh, really happy speak for everybody. Well, happy New Year, Steve. Yeah, feel better, Joel. Is this true? Are you on, baby? Where does he live? It's not like he lived in Hawaii and moved and and flew to Virginia for the surgery, right? Well, he's in National Harbor, but yeah, I mean uh, now and now, uh, Harry. That's very kind of you. But now also his wife will now know why he traveled uh, an hour away. For, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she would. Uh, <laughs> Harry says to me, he's, he, "Harry's like, hey, can we wish uh, jo can we wish Joel's brother a happy birthday?" I was like, "Yeah, what? The, why, why do you even have to ask? <laughs> this is not you know not, you have twenty second commercial spot. Yeah, of course you can. So mm. how old is is he? Older than you or younger, Joel? He's uh, four years younger and." Uh, 
Yeah, no, I, I have a feeling his back's going to start hurting again, and he's uh, with all these bowl games, he's going to have to go check back in and get it uh, re-examined. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> well, tell him, Joel, weekend. the, the yeah. H-Dog is hot. Tell him he knows this. H-Dog's right. hot in these bowl games. Well, <laughs> listen. Yeah, Harry is part of his uh, medical staff. He's consulting with all the doctors and, and, and making sure that my brother's okay. Good Lord. Good Lord. Well, tell him um, the one thing that might cheer him up is a golden extra points hat. The one just similar to the one uh, Parlor Kid is wearing now. He can only get it by going to extrapoints.com slash arcade, joining the Pick'em contest, joining the uh, prop quiz contest. There's so much out there. We're going to have a January prop culture thing up soon. Do that extrapoints.com. And we will be back tomorrow to preview, I don't know, seven NFL games. Yeah. We're going to do it. Uh, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds for Spaghetti, for Meatballs, for Stephen and Joel Solomon, two baby faces, <laughs> and the degenerate trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na,